Hey there, podcast listeners. Exciting news. My new audiobook, The Short Book Formula, a financial professional's guide to writing a book in six weeks to attract ideal clients, is out now. And the best part, for a limited time, we're offering this audiobook to you for free. Hurry over to www.theshortbookformula.com and claim your copy now. And now, on to our show. Hey everyone, this is Paul McManus, the host of the Million Dollar Producer Show, and I am here today with a very special guest, Dr. April Trupriano, the CEO of AT International. Welcome, April. Thank you. Hello, hello. I'm excited <laughs> to be here with you. You're the you're the rock star here, so I'm excited to have a conversation <laughs> with you, Paul. Well, I remember we got together about just over a year ago. We had a really good time at um, a, a life insurance producer conference, so I'm very excited to have you here today on the show and really tap into your insights and wisdom, especially as it comes to helping advisors, life insurance producers transform from that solo entrepreneur, if you will, to the CEO of their own company, because you have been doing this for how long has it been now? Oh my goodness. It's going on showing my age here, but <laughs> going on uh, 18 years. Yeah. 18 now, years. you know, just before we got started the broadcast, um, you were telling me about you know, just so people can appreciate the kind of work that you do and the level of results that you bring, because you are an executive coach, advisor, um, you know, you have a PhD, you've been in this industry for decades, um, and you have such a remarkable story and insights. But just to kind of give a glimpse of what are some of those results that you've helped clients achieve recently? Uh, this is so exciting. I'm not going to lie. So excited. So fun. Okay. Because, okay, I'll tell you first and then, I'll, and then we'll talk about because why I get excited. So um, I just got an email literally about four days ago from a client and uh, he sent the email to thank me because I, I do like to see results. Okay, Paul, I like sure, to see the, I want to see hard numbers. We track things. Yeah. And he said, you know, I just want to let you know that for April, excuse me, for, for August and September of this year right now, um, we're going to pull in an additional $990,000 in revenue. And based on what we're doing right now and what we've been working on, we've got another $775,000 coming for December and January. You guys, December and January, where it's, you know, that's not a high revenue time. Yeah. Things sort of slow down because of holidays and everything else. Definitely. And he said, I just want to say thank you because this is largely due to you and the work that we've been doing with you. So, you know, we flipped everything in their business on its head and, um, you know, it's been a journey, but for me, it's been a fun one to watch the evolution. So yeah. that was a recent one. Um, you know, I was working with a client, um, not too long ago and after 10 months of working together without adding any other staff, two real producers in the office mm. and, um, without adding staff, we added $158,000 a month in revenue, a month, not a year without adding staff. And, you know, we just made changes, but we didn't, you know, we kind of, we stopped the bleeding in some places and made changes in other places. And uh, I could go on and on. Yeah, I, yeah, I no, no, no. And, and those are fantastic. Thank you for sharing those. And um, I mean, you know, I, I just want our audience to get an appreciation of the value that you bring to the table 
when you work with either individual producers or organizations. Um, and so we're going to dive into those nuggets and some of that secret sauce that you provide to your clients in just a little bit. What I'd love to do, though, is to, you know, take, you know, let, let's go back in time, right? You know, so, you know, here you are today, very successful um, executive coach and advisor for um, life insurance producers and others in the financial services industry. But if you were to go back in time, what was, you know, what, what led you down this path? You know, what was that defining moment, if you will, that started, um, you know, that defined who you are today? Yeah. So when I had my first ever business coach, uh, and we are going way back now, um, the one thing that stood out to me, the one thing he taught me was that the product is never the product. Mm. Business is the product. Yeah. If you really want to have a life yeah. in the, you know, like right now, if you want to have a life outside of the office door, mm-hmm. and if you want to have a future you know, whether it's because you're going to sell the business someday, you're going to franchise the business someday, you're going to step back from the business at some point, you've got to understand that the business is the product. Now, fast forward, I find myself in the financial services industry. And I realized that I wasn't living that way in in that moment. Hmm. And I was, you know, just not focusing on what was most important to me, which was my family. Yeah. And so I, you know, I, I stepped back and I remembered that advice. And I took everything I was doing in my financial services business and I created the systems and I created this whole ecosystem of, of working in such a way that I could have a very successful business. I was actually running the largest strategical uh, national strategic alliance this company had ever had in financial services. Hmm. And, and yet um, I had to make time for my family. You know, it was taking over my life and I wasn't going to have that anymore. And so by creating those systems, I was able to do both. And it was, it was the reason it turned into where it is today. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll tell you that that is the solopreneur to CEO system that we mm-hmm. train people on, yeah. that we teach people, that we, you know, um, give them the systems and, and processes and procedures and, and tools is because people kept saying to me, that's not possible. Well, you can't do that in this industry. You can't, you can't work this way. Well, you can't do that. People are never going to relate to you this way or they're not going to do this and they're not going to do that. And I said, oh, just watch me. And we did it. You know, we did it. And it was exciting times. Those were exciting times. You know, but when you fast forward again, I made another change, Paul. Hmm. I made another change and I moved over into um, the financial services sector of advising, right? Being a, being a, a financial services rep. And I think this is an even more critical moment because it was a moment in which I said, I really believe in this industry. I want to make this move. I want to help people in this way. And everything I had done previously in my other systematic approach, which worked, they kept shutting down. The the company with whom I was kept shutting me down and shutting me down. So you can't work like that. You can't work like that. And I looked at them and I said, I knew in that moment, Paul, I had to make, uh, I made a, a decision where I picked my I chose my family over financial gain Mm. and I left the industry. I left the world of life insurance. And when I left, it was because they, you know, it just, what I have and what I do for people now didn't exist. And the pieces I was trying to bring, they they just, they just kept shutting it down. Like I said, and I, I made a promise that day. I said, I don't want this to ever happen to another advisor. And I created that solopreneur to CEO system. And I started training people then, you know, I just, I just said this, I don't want this to happen again. I want people to have a life and a business and it's possible. 
It's what we preach to people. It's what we tell people in this industry, but we don't allow people to, we don't teach people. And sometimes um, in the past, we weren't allowing people to do that. And I, I just, I drew a line in the sand. I said, that's not the way it's going to be. If I have anything to say about it. That's awesome. You know, and I can very much relate to this. You know, my, my own personal journey was a little bit backwards from that where I started with a family company and um, had a, a full team of full staff and so I, you know, was the CEO of that company and I was used to that. And then I left that and became a, a quote unquote solo entrepreneur myself and quickly realized everything that you're saying, how, you know, how vitally important it is. Um, before we move forward into kind of the secret sauce and the ingredients that you bring to the table and help your clients with, what are, you know, for that life insurance producer, um, what are some of those challenges that you see them facing that typically get them to reach out to you or realize that they need to make a change. I heard you talk about um, work-life balance and how people, um, you know, might spend seven days, you know, in their business and they really don't have that. What are some of those other challenges that they typically have that is at at the time that they come to you and, 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 and are looking for that new solution, if you will? Yeah. Well, you know, they don't come to me for, we have three pillars. Okay. Leadership development, team development, operations development, but no one ever calls me for that. Okay. <laughs> no one ever picks up the phone for that. They don't Google that. They don't, no one's looking for that. Right? Sure. Not they call, right? they, there are probably five key times when they call, Paul, um, when they reach out. And, and one of them is that um, they're working really, really hard, but they're not earning more money. Mm. Because they're working harder, they're not bringing more money home. Yeah. And, you know, that is a time when we've got to come in and we've got to look at things like, you know, where are you bleeding? Um, you, you know, where are you not efficient? Where are you ineffective? Where's your team ineffective? And when I say you, I mean the business, not just mm-hmm. that person. But we come in and we help them increase revenue and, and improve profitability. Okay. So that's one time. Um, well, and, and, uh, and maybe let's, let, let's dig a little bit deeper there. So, you know, increase revenue now, and you had, and you shared some really cool stories about some of the clients that you worked with, you know, Someone calls you and says, okay, you know, as you said, they don't call and say, I need leadership training. Um, they spot the problem that their revenue's flat um, and how do they increase revenue? And maybe if we can even take this to um, a solo entrepreneur, use that as an example. What is it that when they call you in for that specific purpose, what is it that you see and what is that process that you typically take them through to help them create those results? Yeah. One of them uh, for certain is that they have the mindset of a solopreneur. That's, that's one of them. Okay. And, and I don't want to sound fluffy or foo-foo, but it really is a struggle because here's what happens, Paul. And I know that you recognize this. Mm-hmm. People get into this business as one person, yeah. right? You come in and, and, and you're the guy, you're the woman, you're, you're the one that does it all. You, you're the one that makes the outbound calls. You're the one that sets your appointments. Maybe there's an appointment setter in the office that you share with four other people, right? Sure. And so you, but you know, and you, you just work, you put your nose to the grindstone and you work, 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 you produce, 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 and you're doing really well. And then all of a sudden you look up and, and somebody says, man, you know, you really need somebody to help you out a little bit with the admin stuff. So now we start working on the admin because you say, okay, I'll hire, I'll hire an assistant. So mm-hmm. you hire an assistant. Well, now you got an assistant and they're handling the minutia, yeah. but you're still work, 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 work. So yeah. now somebody says, well, maybe you need a customer relations person, you know, but so you keep adding to your mm-hmm. team. Okay. I see this all the time. So you're adding to the team, but you're still doing the do. It's always you. It's always yeah. you. It's, it's, always it's all you. sent to you. You're, you're the hub. It's all these spokes. You're the hub. Helping you. Right. Right. Now somebody says, if you really want to grow, 
you've got to expand your team. You need producers. Mm. So you go, okay, well, I'll go hire some producers. Mm. And that's a whole host of breakdowns, okay? It is a host of breakdowns because we don't have a systematic approach of bringing people in. There's a confusion about what does it mean to onboard? What does it mean to give them orientation? That's all confused. So they come in, they don't really understand how you work. There's a there's a frustration that, well, gosh, I brought them over from XYZ company. They were doing well over there or they've been there for five years or 10 years. And why did they come into my company and all of a sudden they're not producing? Because that's another reason they come to us because they'll say, these people aren't producing. I hired these people. They're not producing. Or I've had to let people go. There's a churn and burn. There's a turnover. It's too much. I, I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting my money. Well, they're not hiring right. They're not training right. They're not clarifying the, 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 the pathway to success. There's all these things can come in, Paul. But the, the biggest frustration is that they don't have that CEO mindset to say, you got to let go. You got to let go. You've got to delegate. And then you've got to start thinking like the business owner, not just the hub. You, there's a shift that happens from the hub that is the end-all, do-all, be-all person, that, that, that producer, the only producer, to the hub that is the visionary the the guy like the north pole you're the north pole the north star right they've got to yeah. see where the company's going they got to understand it they have to understand your vision you got to be the driver and it doesn't mean you're not going to be a producer anymore mm-hmm. but that you just you got to be that north star and they don't they don't easily make that shift it because again it it happens organically it's not a planned progression of growth it's an organic thing that all of a sudden it snowballs and, and you don't know where, you don't, you don't know where, you know, here, it's like this, you know, when you get Christmas lights or, or holiday lights, right? Mm-hmm. Any kind of holiday lights. And you've got like 75, you know, different ones all plugged up to each other. And all of a sudden a light bulb goes out like one teeny tiny bulb. And now you've got to go through 300 of these little suckers to figure out what, which one is that little bulb that's calling, causing the entire string to go out, right? And that's what you get because now you've got all of this dynamic of an entire organism called your business mm-hmm. with different moving parts and all these different people and personalities and roles. And you don't know where the chink in the chain is. You don't really know where it, the biggest breakdown is or where the most immediate problem is that you can't, you know, you don't know how to prioritize. What do I fix first? I get that all the time. I know there's breakdowns, but. What do I start with? Because I just want to increase my revenue and improve profitability. Well, and, and, and that's exactly the question I have for you. And I want to acknowledge my, my furry little friend in the background that joined us, if you can see him. <laughs> if you're listening to this audio, you can't see him, but my little Boston Terrier just joined us in the video background. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think that's so critical, um, you know, because yeah, there's whining, um, because, um, you know, I work with life insurance producers and I know from my own experience um, that they come in the door primarily because they want more leads. You know, that's, that's you know, it's very specific, very urgent. Yes. I need more leads. Yes. Um, and that's the immediate pain point, if you will, that I help them address. What you address, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's, 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 much, it's, it's, not, it's not as quick of a fix. Um, I mean, fundamentally, what you're helping them with is their mindset and their skill set to transition them from that solo entrepreneur to that CEO. And a couple questions I have is the first question is, 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 it, is it possible? And, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I know it is possible, but just 
that's a fundamental shift in who a person is. Um, can you, sh I mean, does that question make sense? Or I mean, you know, yeah, I've, I mean, I've, I've, I've worked yeah, with so many people. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, you know, how, how is it that, you know, I mean, what do you see and how is it that you help them make that shift? Because that's like a, a very fundamental shift, you know, shift in, in who they are. So, so let me acknowledge, first of all, that that is step one. <laughs> okay. That's not like the final destination. Because <laughs> once they get it and they're on board and they've got both feet in the water and they become committed and convicted that they're willing to make change, yeah. then we've got all this work to do. Okay. okay. Because, and I am going to answer your question, Paul, but yeah. I want to make it clear that if I can be so bold, Paul, um, you and I share a common challenge, I think, that we can come in as this expert who knows that what we do works. We mm -hmm. know it works. But if you get in there and you give them what they ask for and they don't do what comes next, mm -hmm. it's pointless. Yeah. I can give them I can give them a blueprint, but if they won't follow it, keep it in place, do the work to make it work, it's useless. It's a waste of their money and my time, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. You can bring in all the lead and because I've had this happen with a client in the past where they were getting leads, but then the team was saying, Oh, these aren't good leads. Oh, these are dead leads. Oh, we don't know what to do. Oh, they're not the right leads. And I was like, that is baloney. <laughs> it's a lead. I said, what's your systematic approach for following up on these leads? What do they do with them? How do you know they followed up? What's the tracking system? Who's been on the phone with them? How many times did they call you? Like all these things that no one was tracking or looking at, it wasn't the leads that were the problem. And, and frankly, if you don't do anything with those leads right away, well then yeah, then they are cold leads, but they weren't cold leads when you got them, right? Sure, sure. They're not, not cold leads when you get them, unless you pick up, I was, I was about to show my age and say you pick up a phone book. Which phone book. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Right? <laughs> exactly, what? okay, what's that, right? So you know what I'm saying? It's like, there's always that problem. So this is step number one. Now I'm gonna answer your question, Paul, which was, how do you get them to make that fundamental shift? One thing that I will tell you, and I just had this VIP day with someone, and um, you know, flew him in, we had an executive VIP day, he's got all of my full attention, one-on-one, -on -one, for the entire day because he said this isn't working right like he knew there were he didn't know exactly which one of those tiny little bulbs was out but he knew there were several out in different areas of his business right he said I don't want to do this anymore I want to focus on having a great business have something for the future be with my family right and the fundamental piece that he had never addressed because he happened to get his business going and up leveled it because he bought into another business, right? Brought mm -hmm. on a partner and bought his book of business, right? Mm -hmm. There was a big shift in how that person saw things, did things, you know, different generation, this whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. So the first thing we had to do is I said, you don't have, you, you don't have, you don't have a vision. You don't have a North Star. You're not the North Star because you don't know what the North Star is. You don't know where you're headed. You just wanted to make more money, which is noble. I, I mean, I don't, I don't have problem. You know, it's, it's valid, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think this is a very noble profession and I think it's very valid to be financially rewarded for what we do here in this industry. And I say, because we're in the same industry, right? So I think advisors and agents should be rewarded well. And they were, there was no more start. So, so we spent some time in the morning before we did anything else to say, what is your vision for the business that matches up? Does it align with the vision you have for your life? And can you infuse it into the vision of the business so that you create a culture in which everyone is swimming in the same water, healthy water, 
I, I had an advice. I had a mentor tell me this a long time ago. When a fish gets sick, you don't treat the fish, you treat the water. So if there's a problem in the business, first place to look is how's the water everyone is swimming in in your office or your office is, right? So you got to have that vision. And then we created a manifesto to say, what are you going to stand for? You know, what do you stand for? What do you, what do you rile against? Because when you do that work, now you know, this is why we're different. And you can say that to a client and you can sure. say to a client, this, this is why we're different because let's be honest. There's, there's an agent, an advisor, a planner, every, what, football field away? I don't sure. remember how many yards that is. Right? It's not sure. even a mile. Right? But you've got to stand out. And, and, and when you can do those things, and when you have that North Star, then they start to say, holy smackers. Like, this guy's on fire. He sent me three clients. And we just did this a month ago, okay? Because they're like, what did you do? What are you doing that's different, right? Because he went back with so much passion and fervor. And he's like, you guys, I just, like my mind is blown because he has that different, now he does, he made that mind shift because now he's committed and he's convicted. And he said, that's something, I believe in this so much that I'll, I'll say it to every person I meet until the day I'm not breathing. And that's gonna bring, that's gonna bring him clients. You know it will, right? Yeah. But that's again, that's just step number one. That's not going to, that makes the, that creates the mind shift. Mm-hmm. It's not going to change things until we actually start creating change in the business, which is, what, which is what we're working on next, right? Creating his strategic plan for 2020, which is going to look very different than anything he's ever done in a lot of ways, because we are going to be strategic and align it to this vision. Does that answer your question? It, yeah, no, no, it does perfectly. And so, I mean, what I understand is that, you know, it starts with the, 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 the CEO mindset and realizing that um, there is that shift comes into systems um, and systems are critically important. Um, you know, you had shared with me earlier that there's a statistic and I believe I'm quoting you correctly that 74% of, um, of, of, of advisory firms go under or they don't they don't out, outlast the owner is that yes. is that the is that the correct statistic that's a great way to say it yes they don't yeah. outlast the original owner they and, close their doors by attrition 74 percent by attrition and, 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 and what you also said earlier was that the 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 product is not the product the product is the business which is a completely different mind um, mindset because everyone's thinking about, you know, you know, most people come into this and they think of themselves as a salesperson fundamentally and they're looking at commission and, um, you know, fees and whatnot. And the focus is so much on earning revenue. Now it's not in how do I create an asset that I can potentially sell or pass on to a future generation. Can you speak more about that? Yeah. Well, you and I both know, and anybody who's watching this, who has any interest or any, uh, um, you know, skin in the game in financial services knows that we have a mass exodus coming. <laughs> a mass exodus coming um, just because of generational change, right? You know, the boomers. And one of the things that we see over and over and over is that unfortunately the bulk of those boomers, and I won't say all, okay, but the bulk of those boomers did not create that succession plan. Mm-hmm. They either thought I'm going to be in this business until I can't, you know, until I can't mm. golf anymore, you know, because how much golf can you play? Are they, you know, how much golf can you play? Right. They know that they don't really want to retire as in, I'm yeah. never coming back through these doors. Okay. They'll hang on as long as they can because they enjoy it. Um, and they're dedicated to their, to their, you know, client relationships. And I get that. Um, 
But what we see as a problem, Paul, is when you're not dealing with the business as the product, Mm -hmm. there's a myth that exists, which is what I'm selling is my book of business. And my book of business is very valuable. There are so many factors that go into valuating that book of business that they find that book of business is not worth what they think it is. I'm not saying it's not worth anything, but I promise you, more often than not, it is not worth what they think it is. They've got a book of business and some, some, you know, some office hard assets, you know, hardware, computers, desks, whatever, right? And if you have not created the business as a product, mm-hmm. you're not going to get what you think you're going to get. And a lot of these businesses that are being sold today, they are being sold at bargain prices. Because there's just, there's just too many factors. Like I said, that there are too many things that were not put in place. So when I work with my clients, I don't care if they're 42 years old or 38 years old or, you know, 56 years old, I'm telling them you have to create this business as if the business is the product and you have to create this business as if one day you will no longer walk through those doors. And what, you know, like, what does it look like when you walk out? What if nobody in your family wants the business? How are you going to make sure your family still gets something from the business and wins from the business? What does that buy-sell look like? Is it going to be an internal buy-sell? Is it going to be an external buy-sell? I'm not saying you have to have every detail worked out, but you've got to start thinking about those things today. Yeah. And then you've got to start setting up that business so that when you hand it off, you're handing off a business in a box, basically, that is worth what you know, what it's really worth the value of your life's work, you know, everything that you put your life, your heart, your soul, your blood, your sweat, your tears into that when you go to hand it off, you and or your family mm-hmm. get paid what it's worth. Yeah, yeah. no, and, and yeah, that's, that's, that's so important. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's one of, you know, it's one of those things that um, I think a lot of people wait until it's too late, because they don't start with that plan. Um, they start with, I just, you know, focused on today's need, but then it's oftentimes too late by the time they get there and they realize, wow, I just uh, sold this for a lot less or I couldn't sell it for what it's worth today. Um, two or, they, other, you know, excuse the or they stay stuck in that solopreneur mindset, which is, I just got to be the producer. I have to be the producer. I have to be the producer. I have to produce, 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 produce. Because when they have those other chinks in the chain, Paul, maybe what they don't need is to personally produce more. What they need is to fix, is to stop the bleeding in other areas, other other places where things are ineffective, like, you know, within their team or with, you know, with their producer team or with their processes that they currently have. Are are you seeing your clients, um, so for example, you know, you you talk, you talk about systematizing what they do. You talk about systematizing the company so they can bring in agents and whatnot. Um, Do you, are you seeing any, um, or are you working with anyone who's looking to, um, you know, potentially create digital products or something where they can take all that knowledge and expertise that they have, but um, possibly remove themselves from the day-to-day, you know, one-on-one interaction. Are you seeing that in terms of the work that you do? So I'm smiling really big because part of me has to stay a little quiet because I have to keep clients business confidential, but I will tell you that the overarching answer is yes. I, I encourage them to do so. First of all, uh, I highly encourage the digital transformation, highly encourage it. I will tell you, Paul, uh, I was just talking about this yesterday with a colleague and I said, you know, when I held the, the very first digital telesummit that ever existed 
in this industry. Um, actually, I'll take the credit for it, but I got a, a nomination from USA Today on that because for innovation, right? Bringing it to the industry. This was when, but I, but I'm telling you this because I spent more time on the phone with, uh, you know, sales managers, regional managers, you know, COOs, CMOs. You know, people saying, "What is it? How do I get my people there? How much is you know, like, how long are they going to be out of the, you know, how long are they going to be out of the office?" And I say that to say. This whole that this was before fintech was even around. We didn't have the term fintech, okay? And I highly encourage digital transformation. I highly encourage making the business digital, and I have encouraged some of my clients to even look at. You've got a very amazing, you know, business in a box now. Mm-hmm. How do we turn that into a revenue generator for that business owner? So. I, I, I've been having those conversations. Um, it's quite exciting. Yeah. And uh, I, ha- I have to keep the rest of it coming. <laughs> okay, cool. But, it, but, but see, this is why you and I get along because you are always thinking around the curve too, right? We're looking at well, what is 2040 going to look like, right? So, yeah. yeah. What, um, one, one more question I have for you, a different topic, is um, women in life insurance. Um, now are you, you know, my, my understanding is that, um, it's very, that there's relatively few women who are life in life insurance. Um, and it's hard for the industry to attract them. Um, and so for an organization or, you know, producer group or for a FMO or for a life insurance company, um, for someone like yourself, who's on the ground working with both men and women, um, do you have any insights or nuggets or, or wisdom that you can share about, um, retaining and attracting high quality women into the business. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. <laughs> Was that a yes? <laughs> yes. You know, and I actually do. Um, I have a I have a presentation, a keynote, and a workshop. And you know, can do it in different modalities. So it's called creating a culture for women to rise to the top. It is mm-hmm. very important. And let me just say this, Paul, that when I go to other countries and I speak on this and I talk to people about it they're not struggling the way we're struggling. Okay. Now I'm not saying they're doing everything exactly right, but they're not struggling the way we are. And I will say this again, I'm going to be really bold. You know me well enough to know that I I'm, I'm a truth teller. Uh, I, I call things what they are. And a lot of organizations right now are, are walking around and they are online, offline, touting that they've got these great women's initiatives and they've got it handled and they've done it and oh we're really doing a lot and here's what I'll say if they were doing it effectively we wouldn't still be talking about it because this didn't just start this year right yeah and so a lot of what's being done is 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 uh, admirable and mm-hmm. we're grateful but it's not enough Okay. And it's not, not necessarily effective. So, um, but I will tell you this in, in brief, what women want, because I actually have people ask, you know, like what, what do women, okay, what do they want? What do they want that we're not giving them? Right. Because most of our industry is male. And I'll be honest with you. I had to give that some thought because you know, I hang around a lot of guys. Yeah. Well, I, well so- I, mean, I mean, just to jump in really quickly, I remember when we were at the conference together a year or so ago, I think it was about, 99 percent, you know, it was a couple hundred very high level um, producers. And I think it was about 99% male producers and their wonderful wives. But I think there was maybe 1% that were female. 
I think there was one female advisor there, Paul. There yeah. might have been two, but I think it was one because there were a couple other women. But like you said, there were a lot of you know spouses. Yep. But there were also some um, vendors that were there, right? Yep. In the industry. Um, but yeah, it was it's crazy, right? And so um, I'll, I'll tell you, somebody is, like I said, they, when they ask me, well, what do women want that were that you know what are we doing wrong? Well, you know, that, again, that's a layered answer. However, mm-hmm. what I know they want is what I call M three. So that people remember, I love acronyms so people yeah. can remember. And that is, they want, they want meaning, mobility, and they want money. And it's not necessarily in that order, but that's what they want. Okay. They want to do work that matters and they want recognition for that work, right? They want acknowledgement for that work. They want to be able to measure the success of their work in ways other than just the financial accomplishments. Although, okay. Um, I, I, one of those I said is money. So they want, they want that, that women are driven to the financial gain. Okay. Make no mistake. Um, the most successful women are not afraid to talk about the money and they get their value, but they want that. They want that meaning. They want to know they're doing work that matters. And the next one is mobility. So they want, they do need flexibility because even today with, you know, look, spouses, Today, do not like look like spouses of yesteryear. I, I, in my life, I have never, ever seen my father or an uncle or a grandparent or, you know, a great uncle, any of the ever change a diaper, right? <laughs> ever take a day off. There was no paternity leave, right? Like, never took a day off. You know, none of that exists. So our guys are doing a great job, right? But still exists a Dispar- you know, there's still disparity between how much women do in the home and men do in the home a lot of times, unless you have a stay-at-home dad, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, they need that mobility. They need to be flexible, okay, with their work. Um, and that can mean a lot of things as well, but they just need to know that they can take care of family and not be judged or silently judged, right, with an uncon- these unconscious biases that we see, things that are not spoken, but everybody's thinking it, that maybe she's not as ambitious because, she, you know, she takes off once a month because her kid's got the flu, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you know, there's got to be mobility and how to work around that. And, and, and in any case, um, like I said, a lot of layers to that. Um, and then the third thing, money. What we're still seeing, which shocks me to no end, is a disparity in not just commission structure, which shocks me. I'm like, how's that even possible? How's that even legal? Say quietly, but I mean, it's happening all over, right? There's difference in commission structures. There's difference in opportunities to rise through the ranks, right? Which also can mean an increase in revenue, right? When mm-hmm. you rise through the ranks, you're getting more money. Um, there's an uh, 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 there's a there's a disparity in how deals are structured for women versus men still. So there's just all these different layers of how women are still not getting paid the same. And they're also, you know, one of the biggest things that women want, men want this too, by the way, but because women are are newer to our industry, they need it even more, which is that very, very clear pathway to success, right? Because the way that success looks for men in a lot of ways Women look at that and go, man, if that's what it takes in this organization, this isn't the organization for me. And they'll go somewhere else. They'll either work for someone else who gets it or they'll work, they'll start their own firm. We're seeing that. Women are starting their own firms because they're saying, hey, we know what it means to be a woman in this industry 
and, you know, work the way we want to work the way we want to work. We want to be successful. We want the money, the meaning, the mobility. We want a great family life, all of that. And so if you want to make sure they're not going somewhere else, you've got to have a very clear pathway that looks like it, you know, it has those three components, the way women are viewing it. And so a lot of times we have to come in and have those conversations and show them how to do that because they're not getting it. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up, is there any question that I haven't asked that you think would be important for us to discuss in today's podcast episode? Oh my goodness. You know, there is, there, I think that, uh, you, first of all, I, you know, I've had a great time talking with you and I, and I appreciate it, Paul, because these are conversations that we need to be having. We need to be having these conversations and people aren't having them enough. Um, we need to be telling the truth about where we stand and where we need to go. Because in this industry, the way we look from the outside perspective is very, very important, right? So we are, it's very hard for us to take down that facade of success so that we can actually be truthful about where we are and, and the gap between that and where we want to go. Yeah. You know, I, I'm trying to say what I'm trying to say in a nice way is we don't want people to see how, how hard and fast we're paddling under the surface. <laughs> sure. Just so that on, on the surface we look like we got it all handled. Right. Sure. So these are conversations we need to be having. Um, but I, I, I think that you've asked, you know, some really relevant questions. So I thank you for that. I think the one thing that does come up a lot and you may get this as well is um, how do I know I'm going to get my ROI back if I invest in something like this? Definitely. How do I know Definitely. this is going to work for me? Definitely. How do I know it's going to work for my team? How do I know it's going to, you know, and I will say this, first of all, um, that I have no magic fairy dust. I have the tiara, but I do not have the magic wand. Uh, um, I have a lot of tools and resources for people. I have systems. I have all that that we talked about, but none of it is magic. And when someone asks me, you know, is it going to work for me? I have to ask them back. Well, I have to ask you, are you going to do the work? And sometimes that frightens them. And I, and I let them know, you don't have to do all the work by yourself. If I come, you know, we can, we have ways that we can help you do the work alongside you. And I can also show you ways to disseminate that work and delegate that work out. Right. Which again, that's a solopreneur to CEO shift that we make. Um, so, you know, you, you've got to do the work to make it worth it. Yeah. And, and, and just to jump in there, you know, it's, it's, you don't have magic fairy dust or, I oftentimes call it a magic bullet in the sense that you can't swipe your credit card and now all of your problems are magically go away. But right. I would, I would challenge what you said in the sense that um, you've been doing this for so long and you've been, you know, you, you do have a record of results that you've helped people with very impressive results. And would it be fair to say that if they're willing to make investment of time, energy, and are coachable that you can actually fairly predictably guarantee that transformation? Yes, I will tell you this. One of the things I'm most proud about in the in our business in our company um, is that we do track numbers, right? Yeah. We, and we track uh, we track other results, right? Like I, I I track how many vacations have you had? When's the last time you had a vacation? How's your family doing? You know, I, I track, and I've been known to pick up the phone and call a spouse or call a sister. You know, like I'll, I'll check on now. You know. Um, but I also know that because we do track the data, I am proud to say that no one ever comes to us so far and doesn't at least 10 times their investment with us in 12 months or less, or less. 
Now, uh, here's my legal disclaimer, and I'll talk really, really fast because I can talk really, really fast, but I, I'm not an attorney. I don't play an attorney on TV, and I cannot make any kind of legal uh, you know, sure. claims. Sure. Uh, you know, but I do know that when our clients do the work that we prescribe, they 10 times minimum their investment with us. The work works. The work works, right? If you have a good diet and good exercise, it works. And we all know that if you don't follow that plan, it's useless, right? Yeah. But the work works. And I know that what we do works. Yes, absolutely. For, and, I, and I know that if we have a good level in, of engagement, the results are pretty predictable. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and just, you know, to, to your credit, if, if I can say, you know, it's, you've been doing this for, you've been working with advisors and life insurance producers for decades. And so um, working with you is very different for, than hiring a quote-unquote executive coach or a business coach or someone who has, you know, who's got a coaching credential but doesn't understand the industry. I mean, you know the ins and outs of the industry from being an advisor yourself to now coaching, consulting with advisors. Um, you have a track record. And so, you know, it, it, I would recommend anyone watching this that's interested in, um, you know, up-leveling your game that you would be a very wise or it'd be a very wise decision to reach out to you. From this conversation, it seems like there's three key tracks that I've heard. Um, one, you know, for someone that's looking to um, expand their business um, without, you know, compromising their family or Sundays or whatnot. Um, one is the ability for a currently solo entrepreneur advisor to um, create more systems so that they can be more effective themselves with what they already do. In other words, they can get better results with less time. The second is that for that same person who wants to grow their business through now attracting other agents, that, yes. you know, that is a completely different process than what most people are used to. And that's a you know whole landmine of different things that they can get into. And so um, for that person that wants to grow that way, that you can help them there. And then the third thing that I heard is that for someone who has an existing, um, you know, agents, you know, company, et cetera, but haven't thought through how do I... Um, have a succession plan and am able to sell my business at maximum value, that that's another inroad where people can um, potentially tap into your services. Have I missed anything in terms of those three key things? No, you did a great job. Yeah. I mean, it's perfect. And you also, in addition to advice, in addition to producers, you work with FMOs, you work with producer groups, you work with mm -hmm. uh, carriers. And so it's, it's really depending on what the challenge is. Um, mm -hmm. Final question. Um, and, and we'll, of course, we'll put your contact information in the show notes. But the final question I have is, you know, given our conversation today and, you know, what is some final thoughts or advice or wisdom that you have for someone who, you know, today is that solo entrepreneur? You know, mm -hmm. they, they, they know that they need to make a shift or they're looking to smartly make that transition. They, you know, are very ambitious. They want to grow. They want to, do, they want to make smart decisions. Mm -hmm. Do you have any final advice for them? I do. Don't wait. Don't wait. The longer you wait, the harder it is to find that teeny tiny light bulb somewhere in the string of 300 <laughs> that's causing you the biggest chink in the chain, right? Don't wait. Um, I also say don't wait because, um, you know, wherever you are at whatever stage in life, I talk a lot about family. You know, not everybody has children. Um, uh, I'm, a pet parent. I'm a pet parent at counts. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I have no children by birth. I, ha I always have children, by the way, because yeah. I'm the first born of five. I've always got 
kids around, nieces, nephews, neighbors, kids. Like I've always got kids. Okay. Yes. My honey has three kids. Um, but, um, but whatever it is, whatever it is that lights you up in life, here's what we want for you. And I, I mentioned this before we even started our broadcast. You'll see it on our website is we want you to earn more, work less and live better. Whatever stage you are in right now, whatever it is that that means for you, the longer you wait, the more mired you get in the mud and the harder it is to step back because you, it's like your tentacles, you, you know, there's, there's tentacles in you as that hub that you mentioned. And it's harder to start to, you know, prioritize and fix it versus thinking right now about making sure that you have the leadership capacity. Because even if you're not deciding to grow today, when you are already in that position that you know how to think, act, and work like a CEO and, and your leadership skills are intact and, and they're at a certain level, when you're ready, it's going to be a whole lot easier. Um, if, you, if you don't have the right team, but you, know, you hired people just because you had to hire people and you were just desperate because you need somebody to do the minutia or somebody told you you should hire or you know you need to hire, but you hold now because you're afraid of the process, like that, that team, like that has to be handled. Yeah. And then when it comes to the, the systematic approach, if you know everything happens organically, you don't even know where to start. You don't even know where to start. You've been doing things that way for so long that you wouldn't know how to tell somebody how to do the things that you want them to do the way you want them done. So don't wait because it's not going to get any easier. It's not going to get any easier if you wait, but it can get a whole lot easier if you take action. Yes. Awesome. And I will tell you that, Paul, you know, you said it, you hit it on the head because this is one thing that, that we didn't talk about and, and, and I'll be really uh, brief, share with briefly share with you some of the other results people get. You know, when I got a guy who comes to me who's been in the business for over 24 years and says to me, April, I'm amazed at the money that, that you've helped us bring in. And that's phenomenal. He said, but I want to thank you because I'm finally sleeping at night. I sleep like a baby and I haven't slept in four years because I've been worried about the business, the cash flow, the problems with the team, blah, 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 blah. When I have a woman who comes to me and says, and now <laughs> who comes to me and says, I've been in this business for 12 years and I have decided that because we have made the strides we've made, I know that I can step away from my business. And I've now decided that with the birth of my first grandchild, I get to be grandma for one day a week when I couldn't even do that with my own son. She couldn't walk away from the business with her own son when he was growing up, but she's going to take a day off every week to be with her son's son. Those are the things that really matter. You know, Paul, those are the things that you can't put a price on. Yeah. So That's fantastic. All right. Thank yeah. you very much for being our guest today on the million dollar producer show. Thank you. Thank you. 